Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. So good afternoon, good good morning, everybody. I am so grateful to be here today. So this week we're hosting a Leadership Matters uh, panel member. And the reason specifically, because we really, I really wanted to bring some incredible leaders here and with you and in front of you so that you can ask them you know, questions or kind of engage and so forth, but really so they can give you their very valuable wisdom and tips. And so specifically here we have today is Oscar Garcia. And so he is a past LinkedIn consultant and um, with that, he, you know, so he just, he knows he's worked with a lot of Fortune 500 companies. And what's very interesting is that he was an introvert, um, then transitioned to being a speaker. And so you would never know that because he's so great at what he does. And so as time went along, he started his own business, um, Aspira Consulting. And so I am very fortunate to get to know him and um, see him work. And so the best part I love about him is definitely his fun personality um, so he's not cut and dry and just business only, but definitely um, brings in that Latin flavor and, you know, really his heart. And so, um, and so we get to have side jokes from here and there. And so it's been a pleasure to work with him. So welcome, Oscar. Thank you. Thank you, Lena. Uh, great to be here. And uh, <clears throat> I love the fact that you're putting uh, this series of, uh, of, of talks uh, this week. And uh, I'm definitely going to be... Uh, tuning in to uh, the other folks that you're going to have uh, uh, this week. So, but thank you for having me. Awesome. So do you want to add anything else that we should know about you? Um, you know, definitely, because I know you have an awesome background behind you, but tell us a little bit more about you that we need to know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a I do get a lot of times people ask me like, what do you mean, Oscar, you're an introvert? Like, you know, especially after they hear me speak and, and, and we just have this false notion, right? That anyone that does any public speaking is an extrovert. And, um, you know, a little bit about kind of my, my career journey. I, uh, I worked in the tech industry for 12 years, uh, five different startups. So if you do the math, almost every year and a half, I was getting laid off, uh, not because I was a bad employee, but uh, most startups go out of business or the few that might get acquired. And if they keep anyone on the team, usually it's the um, developers, software developers. And I happen to be in, in sales, uh, sales and marketing, the first to, to get the boot. Um, also started a nonprofit uh, with family and friends. Total, it was a total volunteer based uh, nonprofit that got me out into the community, expanding my network, meeting new people, uh, or um, just different responsibilities. And then uh, I decided that I wanted to make a career transition and leave tech. And uh, I went to go work for the uh, uh, local chamber of commerce for almost seven years. And the thing with that uh, experience that definitely was also very life-changing for me is the fact that um, my competition had 25 years of chamber experience, was the interim chamber, chamber CEO, and the board left her. And then here comes knucklehead Oscar Garcia, like zero experience. And I didn't even know, really, honestly, I didn't even know what a chamber of commerce did, like most people don't know. You just hear it. And I got hired. And, um, and then after almost seven years, uh, I decided that I, again, wanted to 
try something new. And I went to go work at LinkedIn doing community relations for a year, doing some consulting work for them. And it was really during that time that I decided that I wanted to venture out on my own. And so today uh, with my company, Aspida Consulting, I focus on one, consulting work and community relations workforce development, and then the training as it relates to uh, helping people uh, use their, the LinkedIn platform, uh, personal branding, uh, networking, and um, also uh, social selling. That's awesome. So yeah, so and you know, so I will tell you, I, I you know, and you know this very well. So as I came out to the Bay, um, or as I was trying to come out to the Bay, so I networked with the CEO for the uh, Silicon Valley uh, Latino Chamber, right? So um, Carlos, and so he, yeah. right? And so he was like, you have to meet Oscar. If, you, if there's anybody you want, you need to meet, is you gotta meet Oscar because you're heading to Mountain View. And so I said, okay. And so we, you know, we chatted and, you know, and then I was like, man, and, and what, I, what people might not know about Mountain View is it's, I don't, I don't see that it's diverse a lot in Hispanic, black and brown communities. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, that um, yeah I mean, definitely in Mountain View, probably like 2% of that is African-American. Um, I mean, the, the two largest minority groups in Mountain View um, are the Asian, Asian uh, population and the Latino population, probably in the low 20%. Okay. So the reason why I share that is because many moons ago, I've heard that Mountain View was heavily more Hispanic. And so, and as time went on, I mean, that, to me, that speaks to your level of leadership, you know, also that the, what you bring to the table, your years of experience. And so, I mean, when, but when Carlos told me, he's like, you have to meet this man. So I'm like, okay. And <laughs> I was like, oh, snap, like he knows a lot of stuff. And so it scared me a little bit. And so, and then just your take on, so instead of saying a CEO or you know, a chief executive officer, you identify yourself as what? Chief empowerment officer. And see, here's the thing is, is that, I mean, my upbringing, uh, I'm the only one in my family that, that went to college, a first generation you know, professional and um, out of 10 siblings. Um, my dad was a uh, dishwasher. My mom worked in housekeeping. So, you know, blue collar workers. I was on the free and reduced lunch. And um, like an all, a lot of uh, folks, I grew up not being very proud, right, of like my upbringing and struggling and this and that and so forth. And then as I've gotten older, one of the things that I have realized is that we all go through crap. Crap stinks. But it's also fertilizer. Right. And how we react to the challenges in life it's up to us. And I just chose to turn the crap into fertilizer to help me grow. And so one of the, one, the reason why I refer to myself as chief empowerment officer is because I love helping other people believe in themselves. I love helping other people, you know, open new doors of opportunity. Quite frankly, I love empowering other people. And the other thing too is listen, there are a lot of people out there that are CEOs or call themselves CEOs. And, you know, that's another thing. It's like, you know, I want to be different. You know, growing up, I was made fun of for being a minority, being different. And you know what? I am damn proud of being a minority today. And many areas, not yet uh, ethnically speaking, but just in the way I think. Right. That's awesome. And so, and definitely you always, you have that unapologetic, you know, mindset and behavior um, you're very, you accept and respect other people, but just you're very unapologetic about who you are and how you, and the value you bring to the table, right? You know, you're very unique, you're highly qualified, you bring a high level capacity of leadership. And so, 
So tell me about like your authentic leadership. Like how do you teach that? What does that mean? Yeah, so, you know, in terms of authentic leadership, because um, I do do a, uh, I've done some keynote talks and some other workshops on authentic leadership. And first of all, my definition, and it's really not mine, it's actually one of my favorite authors as it relates to leadership is John Maxwell. And uh, I love John Maxwell's definition of leadership, and that is its influence. And so um, I believe that whether you sit behind a mahogany desk or you clean that mahogany desk, you have the ability to influence other people. Just look at the current times right now with the racial you know, injustice and, and the movement that's, that's going on with Black Lives Matter and so forth. You know, the actual, the people that are actually um, um, leading the effort in the movement are the Gen Zs, the early 20-something year olds. It's not the old parts of my, like myself, the 51-year-olds, okay? I mean, you know, where, where was Oprah? I didn't see Oprah out there. I mean, I'd love and respect her, okay? But I didn't see Oprah. I didn't see Jay-Z. I didn't see Michael Jordan out there uh, protesting on the front lines, okay? I didn't. It's these young folks, right? And so leadership, number one, we have to believe it's influence. It doesn't matter what your title is. Number two, I also believe that um, as far as being authentic leadership, we have to honor our past. And what I mean by honoring our past is, is that awesome. we've all have a story. We've all have those challenges, right? And, and, and just like I do, and we need to look back and, and, and embrace those feelings, okay? And heal from some of that, that, those challenges, but also look at what are the lessons that we've learned from that? Because there's always also some positive lessons in, in looking back. Um, and today, I mean, gosh, my dad used to beat the crap out of me, okay? I mean, seriously, I mean, he would be in jail you know, if I would have called Child Protective Services, okay? But today, he is one of my best influencers in life and the things that I, that I do to run my business and my career, et cetera, and so forth. And then the third and last thing, <clears throat> too, is in terms of authentic leadership, I think it is important that we have, uh, that we lead with our heart, meaning, yeah, you know, some people like in the corporate world, right, were like taught like, be tough, right? Like, or now, you know, lately, you know, I hear a lot, you know, like within the Latino culture, you know, it's more Mexican, you know, because we use the word chingona and chingon, right? When we hear that, like, be chingona, you know, like, be a powerhouse this or, you know, you know, all this type of stuff. And listen, I am all for that. I really am. But sometimes, though, we forget that really when we leave with our heart, meaning having that servant attitude, People are gonna step on us. People are gonna take advantage of us, just like they took advantage of my parents. My parents helped so many people. My parents got burned, but they kept on giving unconditionally. And you know, sometimes people say karma's a bitch. No, that's not true. Karma's whatever we put out. If karma's being a bitch to you, maybe you need to look in the mirror because maybe you're being the B word. <laughs> right, absolutely. That's awesome that you shared that. And so I think, people have a different perspective of what it's like to get in the workforce, right? And so I think it's some of the old school mentality, like be tough, um, you know, respect your elders, right? Or respect that position and authority, but really learning how to lead exactly from the position that you're in. And so I know you, you teach that consistently and then you empower others at wherever they're at to, to get to that next level. And so how is it that you, I mean, you have like, I see you on LinkedIn and you have amazing connections. How is it that you're able to build these, um, so you're a leader yourself and you're building um, relationships with other executive leaders. How do you do that? 
You know, it's something, again, that I learned from my parents, and that is, is that, and, and this actually is in, I would say, in almost every culture out there, and that is, it's relationship first, business second. Relationship first, business second. Awesome. I remember, again, my parents, I mean, they had their side business where my dad was a butcher in Mexico, and so uh, for a period of time, when I was a kid, we would sell fresh meat and totally illegal, you know, um, you know, the, the police, which I, uh, here at Mountain View, okay, busting my parents, okay, and go figure, my dad, my brother now works for the Mountain View Police Department, okay, but, uh, but anyways, um, it, it, it is, it, it is, um, it, it is that, like I said, always be building that relationship first, business second, and so, so the, the things that I do on social media are just out there, I'm always focused on what it is that I can do to help other people. And I'm going to tell you even something really simple. Like I'm going to be on a, on a panel talk. I'm not going to mention who, who it is here. Okay. But I noticed the way the flyer is set up, you know, the virtual flyer where the people that are organizing are at the top. When I do my stuff, I try to put myself down at the bottom and highlight the people that are little subtle things like that. Why? Because it's not about me. It's about other people. Because when I uplift other people, it's like that boomerang uh, effect. It's going to come back and it's going to uplift me as well. See, people don't know. People have this negative connotation of the word edification. We feel that that's like we're kissing ass. No, you're not. You're lifting other people up from their ass. Okay. <laughs> well, so I understand edification more from a faith perspective. So so I know pastors when they say, let me edify you. And so typically people say that word more in the, in the, in the church world, I guess. And so I don't think people realize it is about, you know, recognizing somebody else and their, and their path, right. And their leadership. Right. Everything I do is around leadership. And so whatever, whether you're a student or whether you're an executive, it still boils down to like who you are in character. And so sometimes people think, Oh, only top level people study that. I'm like, no, who you are, like, who are you as a person? Uh, for me, I always have to work with humble people. I don't, I don't prefer to work with people who are arrogant or, you know, do you know who I am? And so if they come to me with that mentality, I'm like, oh no, we can't sit at the same table. And so, because, you know, we, we work with a very diverse group. And so definitely that does not work, that mentality and, and it personality doesn't work with everybody. And so, and it's not, mm -hmm. it's not our servant leadership, right? So, right. So I felt a little bit uncomfortable having because I think one of the team this week said, "Oh, where's your picture on the flyer?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to. I really want to highlight my friends." And so, <laughs> so yeah. So, Oscar, I think definitely what it, to me has also resonated with me and getting to know you is you being Latino, you being you know a, a person of color in the Bay Area where it's so expensive, very competitive, and you're so humble. Um, and then you've been able to navigate through and then you always honor your culture. Like, what does that mean to you to honor your culture? Oh my gosh. It, it, it is. It, it's, it's, it's pride, you know, for, for, for where I come from, the, 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 the challenges that, that I've gone through, um, honoring also, uh, my family and, and see, it was, that wasn't always the case. And I mean, I, again, I remember in elementary school being on that free and reduced lunch program and standing in one line, you know, to get my lunch. And then like, you know, my white friends would take their back then, right? The uh, Superman, Wonder Woman lunch bags or $6 million man, you know, those metal lunch boxes. Uh, or in some cases, um, 
the uh, the my <coughs> my friend's mom would bring lunch from uh, <coughs> excuse me from from McDonald's, and <coughs> I wanted to fit in right with um with, with like my friend and stuff like that. And I remember one day my uh, I told my mom I say, Mom, you know what? Can you just make me a uh, like my own lunch? You know, like my own sandwich, and um, so sure enough, she did, right? And I was so excited because I remember uh, sitting at the, the the lunch table with all my friends because I'm like, yes, this time I'm going to be able to fit in with them, okay? And I'm not going to, you know, stand out and so forth. And so, first of all, the first clue that I realized that this was not going to be the lunch experience that I was hoping for is when uh, I realized that my mom put my sandwich in the big giant sandwich bag, right, that it comes in instead of like at least a brown paper bag okay and so here it is like my little hand right like reaching in to get my sandwich but still i'm holding hope because it's like okay you know i'm gonna have a, a sandwich and be able to fit in with all my white friends and all of a sudden i pull out that sandwich and in between the two slices of white bread were whole beans i was like seriously mom whole bean sandwich Oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. Shoved that sandwich back in there, wrapped it up and threw it away, you know, because I didn't want anyone to see that my mom had made me a whole bean sandwich instead of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And 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 today I love that because my mom and and used to tell me in Spanish, ay Oscar, eres bien frijolero. And just so you know, for those of you that don't know Spanish as when I'm saying it in English. Do not get the negative connotation here because that's not what I mean. But my mom said, oh, Oscar, you're such a beaner, meaning that I love bean a lot. And I do. I can just live on bean tacos. That's it. Okay. And I'm damn proud of that. I am damn proud of that. Okay. And because I respect you, your culture, your differences. I don't care if you believe in a pet rock or if you believe, call it the universe or God. I don't give a rip. Okay. What you call it. But at the same time, you know what? I'm going to let you know, too, who I am and what I believe in. And if you like it, awesome. And if you don't, awesome, too. <laughs> That's what I think is so definitely unique about you is that you lead and you still are very true to being Latino. And you still honor your culture. You honor your family. And you bring us along for that ride. You're definitely a great storyteller, but you, you know, share about your mom. So tell me about your mom and that leadership, how she's kind of poured into you. Because um, so explain how you you say my mom leaned in before le before lean in came in or how did you say your mom you know, listen I I again it's just my own opinion here okay but I I obviously we know where lean in comes from Sheryl Sandberg which is an amazing book I I haven't read it okay but just from what I hear and the whole concept and a lot of us like Latinos Latinas embrace that leaning in but. I think back and, and I'm like, because I started reflecting on my mother, right? Like, okay, what is, what is my mother? I mean, gosh, she put up with my dad, okay? My dad, again, loved that, that man and everything and amazing means a lot, but he was also very macho kind of guy. And I remember when we, because uh, I was born here in California and then we moved back to Mexico right after I was born, lived there until I was five. And then we came back to California. And at that time, my mom was undocumented. And I thought, wow, the sacrifices that my mom made, she left her mom, her family, siblings, et cetera, and she just took me up and we uprooted and came to California, to the U.S., right? That kind of commitment isn't just a leaning in, like putting your toe, your toes in the pool to see if you're, no, she just, she just said, you know what? Let's go. 
that's being, in my mind, that's being all in. That is not leaning in. And as I reflect on when, if you really want to accomplish anything of significance, you're going to have to go all in. It's like you, Lena, you can't lean into your business to have success. You're going to go all in, period. Okay. That's it. There's no leaning in. And I sometimes I think that we embrace some of these sort of like ideas out there and we don't step back and look at our family tree, a family genealogy and realize how many of our ancestors didn't lean in. They gave it all. And if you want to truly accomplish anything of significance, you got to give it your all. Absolutely. Right. Or as we say in Spanish, échale, right? That's right. <laughs> Right, make it happen. Yes. <laughs> so I think so. That's awesome. I love how you honor them in that way. And so, again, because oftentimes people think you know leadership is in a suit, or you know serving in a corporate sector requires a different kind of personality. But it's everything that how you were you know taught, and then things and how did you grow? How did you learn? And so, it, and not our and it wasn't always in a classroom, right? It's definitely you know things that you were taught as a kid. And mm -hmm. so. Why do you love um, teaching people um, career transition and helping people? Like I've seen you speak at, you know, universities. I know you speaking at Stanford, Berkeley, um, you know, and then you work for a lot of Fortune 500 companies. And I, you mentioned earlier today that you're going to speak with um, Guinea, Guinea, am I saying that? Equatorial Guinea. Equatorial Guinea. Equatorial Guinea, yeah. People globally recognized, and I think that's very impressive, um, you know, especially when you're talking about a very humble story of, you know, tacos de frijoles, right? And so, <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, right? Because we're not necessarily kind of inspired as a kid of our background. And now we're like, we're like wearing our shirts and everything. <laughs> and we drink our brand tequila. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, right? We're like, no, we're Mexican. And so, um, so yeah, so tell me about that. Like how, like, how did that all evolve? And, you know, and why is it so important to you? Because I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's a very large scale to do that. It, it, what it is, uh, is that, again, it's self-reflection, right? In, in terms of my career journey, I've, I've made 11 career transitions. And, you know, I've been in the workforce now for almost 30 years. So that means, what, every three years, a little less than three years, but I've kind of transitioned. And, um, and, and so it really comes down to helping other people avoid some of the mistakes that I've made and helping them just achieve whatever their career objective goals are. And I have, I, I think back again, back in the eighties and nineties, you remember the traditional headhunter role, right? Traditional yeah. headhunter would, would try to convince some kind of executive or, you know, I do, it's usually with someone, you know, director level or, or above position to try to leave their existing company and go work at another opportunity. And think about that concept, right? Is I'm this director or executive level and they're coming to me to try to recruit me. That's the headhunter, right? Like who doesn't want to be in that position where opportunities are coming to you? And then fast forward though to the present and with LinkedIn and, and Indeed and Glassdoor, all these different ways that we can apply for jobs. Typically, most people, 98% of the people, we are soliciting a company to recruit us instead of the other way around. And I have been able to figure it out, okay, on how to attract opportunities, even as an ESL kid, introvert kid, 
being taco kid, loving, you know, all that I've been able to figure out. And so that's what I teach people. I'm like, listen, if you want, I will teach you how to attract those opportunities. So you're not panhandling for right. that next job. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you, and that is like one of my favorite things you say is about attracting opportunity. And it's oftentimes that I see people going online, going to apply. And I think I share with you, I found one article of, I mean, and, and I don't know if there's any more. I mean, I didn't look for hours. I looked for like 10 minutes, but there's no articles, right. That share like how you really truly find a job. And so when I train and you train, right, you don't go to the internet, you go to your network, you know, your, your relationship, yep. where did you build these relationships yep. and have the inside conversations. And then you're going to continue to brand yourself and become so great. Right. And you're, in your expert area so that yes. people are going to recruit you and people don't know that and didn't definitely don't know that and it breaks my heart and i just and i feel like people in general have that natural knee-jerk reaction if they're like laid off because that's definitely something common here in the bay area yeah. or downsize right there's a laid off it's, there's a downsize that's happening or they're fired and mm -hmm. so I, you know i think i share with you there was a she was a caucasian lady and she reached out to me she's like hey i might need your services and I say that specifically because her need, you know, I say her, her race because her need your reaction, she's already vice president. She was going back to going online and I'm like, no, you're a vice president. You've become the president or the CEO. And she was like, what? And so I think it's just because you, you know, and you always explain like, don't take that as a blow, like, or like heal from that. Right. Cause it's painful. Right. I love how you say it, like attract that opportunity and use the internet for your advantage rather than um, you know, building those relationships where they come and find you. And yes. so teach people that well, very well. And so, yeah. And hence why companies and corporations come recruit you, right? Like, yeah. yeah no, I, I've been uh, fortunate to be able to build and nourish those relationships. And also, of course, you know, uh, the value helping other people as well, because that keeps you also top of mind and so forth. Like the opportunity that you mentioned here that's coming up, and for me in Equatorial uh, Guinea, uh, that was a referral. Uh, a friend of mine gave my name to the State Department, and now the State Department contacted me, and hence I'll be doing that talk next week. Awesome. That is awesome. I love watching it because I'm like, what? And I'm thinking, like I said earlier, New Guinea? You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and see, like that you're serving another country. And so it's so important that we understand the two things are always at our hand, and it's 24 hours in the globe. And so there's really no excuse for us not to be successful, right? And to reach out and for and to attract that opportunity. And so, um, so tell us how we can get a hold of you, Oscar. I'm sure there's corporations that are listening um, that want to hire you. Um, you know, either individuals that might want to join in on some of your your classes that you have. I know you host some uh, virtual classes as well. So how do we get a hold of you? And um, how can people call you? Yeah. So absolutely. You can, obviously you can connect with me on link on LinkedIn. As you said, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Also on Instagram under Aspita Consulting Inc. Uh, and then um, you can also go to the Aspita website, which is uh, A-S-P-I-R-A-B-I-Z.com. Aspitabiz.com. That's you can get a hold of me. I love it. So please um, follow um, Oscar Garcia, um, uh, amazing man on uh, LinkedIn. Um, he's, he is a LinkedIn guru. I mean, he can tell you like, and so a lot of people I know are very intimidated by LinkedIn or they just kind of join, go in on there. So Oscar is very well networked, but really because he has these very good relationships with people. So it's not just, you know, he has a friend on LinkedIn. And so 
please know that like he is a networking building relationship beast um, but his but his product and service that he offers as well and um, helps people make leaps and bounds in their career especially to that executive level so any last words you can give us oscar um any you know recommendations or life advice yeah, I just want to leave you with this, uh, everyone with this, uh, as it relates to, to the topic of authentic leadership and just, you know, being uh, ourselves. And that is that um, don't look to impress others. Inspire them through your imperfections. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. So, so if I can read this comment, I don't know if you can see it, but it, um, Gloria says, thank you for your time. Oscar, I sent you a LinkedIn request. I'm Mountain View, born and raised here. And then... Uh, so. Thank you, Gloria. I'll, I'll go in there and accept it. Thank you. Yes. I've been uh, in Mountain View for 46 years. I'm 51. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he's a good person to know. So <laughs> let us know. So yay. Awesome. Awesome. So authentically is the way to go. And it's so funny because you've always led authentically. And now I'm here seeing it on LinkedIn. Like you got to lead authentically. I'm like, we've been doing that. <laughs> this is not trendy. This is like how we live our life. Right. I just <laughs> ironic or so someone goes oh i know you're doing compassionate leadership i'm like compassionate i'm like i i've been compassionate like this is not, <laughs> not compassionate because of covid19 I'm, I'm normally it's so crazy when we follow these things so thank you so much oscar for your time your expertise and definitely your authentic leadership um you know pouring us into this knowledge that we definitely so much need and um and i just wish you luck in this new fiscal year and so i and i continue mm with you absolutely thank you lena thank you thank you for having me have a great uh, rest of your day bye everyone thank you for listening to career talk with og be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast for more information visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com Thank you.